Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Zman Kol podcast. The Rambam famously explains the mitzvah of shofar as follows. This is the Rambam in Hilchot Shuvah Per Gimel Halacha Dalid. Afal Pishit Kiat Shofar Berosh Shanag Zirat Hakatuv. Even though in theory we blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah because the Torah tells us to do so, Remez Yeshbo. There still is a hint. There is a different idea that's driving it. Klomar. It's as if the shofar is telling us, Uru Yeshenim Yishenatchem. Wake up, you sleepy ones, from your sleep. Venir Dabim and those who are slumbering, Hakitu Mitarde Matchem. Wake up from your slumber. And search out your actions. Engage. Engage in the tshuva process. Remember your creator. And who are we talking about? These are the people who have forgotten the truth. They've you know, taken their minds off of that which is authentic because of various futilities, various wastes of time. And they're constantly involved in things which are meaningless. Which won't help them and will not save them. Instead, look inward toward your nefesh and make your ways better in all of your actions and activities. And leave your bad ways and your bad uh, thoughts which are no good. That's how the Rambam understands the message of the shofar. It's waking us up that to some extent we've been sleepwalking throughout the entire year and the shofar is there to wake us up. It's a call to, to remind us to engage in the tshuva process, to remember our creator, to not waste our time with meaningless things and to leave our sinful ways. Interestingly, the Midrash, this is in Vayikra Rabbah and Parsha Lamed, Piska Yudalid. It suggests that each one of the Dalad Minim that we take on Sukkot, they each represent a different part of the human body. Says the Midrash, Rabbi Mani Patach, Kolatz Motai Tomarna Hashem Michamocha, that uh, he quotes Pasuk from Tilim, Periklam and Hey, that all of my body parts, all of my limbs, they all cry out to Hashem Michamocha, who is like you. We, it, Every part of our body sings the praises of Hashem's. So, so he says, Lo ne'emar pasuk ze'ela bishvil lulav. This pasuk is really written about the lulav. Meaning what? Hashidra shal lulav doma lishidra shal adam. The spine of the lulav reminds us of the spine of a person. Ve'ahadas dome le'ain. And the hadas leaves look like a person's eye. Ve'arava dome le'peh. And the arava looks like the mouth, like the lips. Ve'ahetrog dome le'lev. And the etrog reminds us of a person's heart. You take all these different parts of the body, the spine and the eyes and the in the mouth and the heart, and all of that is the person. That's kolaguf, have When we shake that lulav, whereas if using all the parts of our body to praise Hashem, like we said, the etrog is like the heart, the lulav, the spine, the hadas is the eye, and the arava is like the mouth. Now, Rav Eli Melech Bitterman quotes the Chidushe Harim, who suggests that when we do the not nuim, when we actually shake that lulav, it's as though we're trying to wake up our bodies, says uh, Rav Biederman. He quotes, like we said, the Chidush Arim, We specifically shake the lulav close to our hearts, to wake up our hearts, to engage in our service of Hashem. We're waking ourselves up as we shake in order to make sure that we are fully engaged in our Avodah Hashem. So we have the shofar that wakes us up. And then we have the shaking of the lulav that wakes us up as well. In fact, 
we find an interesting connection between sleep and the holiday of Sukkot. The Shachan Aruch, this is in Orachayim and Siman, Tafresh Lamet Setzif Bet, tells us, Ochlim Vishotim Vishenim Bisukkah Kol Shiva. We eat and we drink and we sleep in the Sukkah for all seven days, Bain Bayom Bain Balayla, whether it's in the morning or whether it's in the evening. And even if you just need to take a small little nap, you just need to close your eyes for a few minutes, that has to be in the Sukkah. But if you want to have just a little snack, and again, how this plays out halakhically is a topic for a different discussion. In theory, a temporary small meal, that could take place out of the sukkah. But sheinat arai, a small little nap, that has to take place in the sukkah. The Shachan Aruch here is telling us that we can tolerate an achilat arai. There are certain types of eating which can take place outside of the sukkah. But if one needs to sleep, even a small nap, that has to be inside the sukkah. And heaven forbid a person should sleep outside of the ketushat hasukkah, outside of the sanctity, which we find inside of the sukkah, because God forbid that could cause a person to remain asleep until they hear the shofar. And in fact, the Gemara, the Gemara Masechet Sukkah, Dafnun Gimel Amad Writes Tanya Amar Rabbi Yosho ben Chananya. Rabbi Yosho ben Chananya says Keshayinus mechim simcha beira shoeva. When we would have the simcha beira shoeva, the great celebration which would take place on Sukkot in the Beit Hamikdash, lo ra'inu sheina be'inenu. We never saw any sleep. We were constantly up throughout the holiday of Sukkot. We never once went to sleep. Ketzad, Jari Shonad, Tamid Shel Shachar. And he goes hour by hour. What is it that they would do? A daily schedule, unbelievable. Ask Mara Ini, is this possible that every single hour they were busy, they were never sleeping? Vama Rabbi Yochanan, didn't Rabbi Yochanan say, Shvua Shlo Yishan Shoshayamim, Malkinoto, Viashen La Alter. That if a person takes a Shvua, an oath, that they, they, they swear that they're not going to sleep for three days, so we give the guy Malka, we give him lashes, and he has to go to sleep immediately. Because it's impossible, you can't go three days. What we mean is, of course, we fell asleep, but we never went to sleep. We would fall asleep on each other's shoulders, but we never go to sleep. There seems to be some sort of focus this time of year, and specifically on the holiday of Sukkot, of making sure that we don't fall asleep. It seems as though there's a great concern that immediately after the Yamim Noraim, after you know 30 days of Elul preparing, looking inward, and really trying to improve ourselves, to engage in the Chuvah process, and after Rosh Hashanah and Aser you made Shiva 10 days of repentance, Yom Kippur, of course. We've done so much. We've, we've tried to improve as best we can. We've been singularly focused on our spiritual work. There's a great concern that immediately afterwards, we might fall back asleep as the shofar alarm has stopped blaring and perhaps it's even been snoozed. And we have to make sure that we keep ourselves awake. And the best way to do this is by going from mitzvah to mitzvah to mitzvah. That even when we're going to sleep, we only sleep in the context of a mitzvah. We only only sleep in the sukkah. We only sleep at the simchat beira shoeva when we fall asleep on a person's shoulder. But we don't go to sleep because we have so for so long now been awake and we've been focused and we've been alive and we've been hungry and we've been working on ourselves and we couldn't possibly go to sleep unless it's done properly. That's what this time of year is all about. That's what the holiday of Sukkot is all about. You need to have a little snack outside of the sukkah. We can handle that. But to go to sleep outside of the sukkah, we couldn't possibly imagine such a situation. We've waken ourselves up at the beginning of Elul when we heard that shofar and we heard it on Rosh Hashanah as well. And then we knew we were locked in. We were focused during the Aserit Mei Chuvan on Yom Kippur. We can't allow ourselves to fall back asleep. And to go back to all those things that the Rambam was concerned about, this idea that maybe we'll forget our creator, Lo'alinu, that we'll waste our time with 
meaningless things that will engage in sinful behavior. We can't allow that to happen. And that's why we have to adjust the sleeping patterns. And that's exactly what we do. First, we have the shofar, the alarm clock that wakes us up. Then we shake ourselves. We make sure that we are wide awake. And of course, of course, of course, as we pointed out a number of years ago, the one other way to wake a person up, if you if they don't wake up from their alarm and when you shake them, they don't wake up, the next best thing to do is to turn on the lights. And that's exactly what Hanukkah candles are supposed to be. Turn on the lights to keep yourself awake. So again, this time of year, let's not make the mistake, even though many of us feel great relief that we've made it through the Chuvah season, that we've made it through a Yom Kippur, don't fall back asleep. Certainly don't go to sleep, even though you don't hear the alarm, even though, uh, you know, there isn't someone there telling you, you got to do tshuva every moment. It's nevertheless important for us to stay awake and stay focused, keeping our eyes on the prize. We don't want to fall back into our old ways. We don't want to fall asleep. So shake yourselves. When you shake that lulav, shake yourself close to your heart. Awaken your heart to your service of Hashem. Don't fall back asleep and don't you worry. In just a few months from now, we will turn the lights on on Hanukkah. But let's make sure that we stay focused. Let's make sure that we stay awake. Let's make sure we stay hungry. Let's make sure we're constantly involved in our Avodah Hashem. Let's not lose out on all of the gains that we had over the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur season. Let's continue to grow, continue to develop Chag Sameach.